0: Welcome, AA family. Fernando, alcoholic, your secretary for this meeting. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. 12-step program. The movement is comprised of men and women who said uncle, who had enough, who committed themselves to a change of life. It is now or never men and women who help others keep their head above board and get this thing called sobriety. Thank you so much for coming in today, February the 1st, first day of February. Today's reading is Goal. The Goal is Sanity. Goal sanity. (laughs) Step two, gently and very gradually began to infiltrate my life. I can't say upon what occasion or upon what day I came to believe in a power greater than myself, but I certainly have that belief now. 12 steps and 12 traditions, page 27. Came to believe. I gave it lip service to my belief when I felt like it or when I thought it would look good I didn't really trust God I didn't believe he cared for me I kept trying to change things I couldn't change gradually in disgust I began to turn it all over saying you're so omnipotent you take care of it he did I began to receive answers to my deepest problems sometimes at the most unusual times driving to work eating lunch or when I was sound asleep I realized that I hadn't thought of those situations a power greater than myself had given them to me I came to believe amazing amazing reading one of the reasons I Fernando alcoholic I realized when I came I did not have any belief whatsoever The belief came gradually. You know, uh, hope came back. Faith, you started pouring hope in my cup of coffee. Then you poured a little faith, a little laughter, a little joy. And then I came, I started to believe. I started to believe in the program. Then I paid page 116 in the 12 and 12. It says, when we developed still more, we discovered the best possible source of emotional stability to be God Himself. We found that dependence upon His perfect justice, forgiveness, and love was healthy, and that it would work where nothing else would. You know, I found out that my higher power had, God had an answer for every dilemma that was troubling me. Every situation, there was an okay answer he had. An explanation if I would only stop, listen, and seek it. And he became my God. He fixed me up. That belief, it falls away now and then, and I have to work at it, and I have to act like I believe. Like I always said, the first few months, or even a year or two, I acted like I believe. Like it was a bunch of crowd of people looking up into the air. And they were looking something in the clouds. And and I acted like I saw something. When they laughed, I laughed. And finally came the day when I started to see something for myself. And I gradually became starting to believe. Isn't that amazing? That complaining, criticizing, condemning... Judging others, uh, not giving the people benefit of the doubt, just being outright a negative, uh, hateful person. All these qualities, God-given, free qualities leave you. They leave you. You have no sensitivity for others yourself. Thank God for a municipal court system that sent me to AA. Thank God for the abuse class where that lady said, if you don't stop drinking... We're going to send you back to the, uh, to the judge, and the judge will deal with you. I was two-stepping. Finally, I said, okay, lady, you got a program here. I'll comply. Only because I was cornered that I comply. And you know what? That's what made me a man, to make a commitment not to drink and to work this situation. I can only remember three solid commitments making in my life. One was to Alcoholic Anonymous. Two was to finish a chemistry class, even though I hardly ever went to school. My mama even said it was a miracle that I, re- I learned to read and write. And uh, and the other commitment I did was to put a 55 Chevy together. It took me five years. The first two years, we, me and my buddies, we just looked inside the engine where it had a six-cylinder all full of oil. All the tires were flat, and it was painted different colors. I had bought it in East L.A. for $100 back in the early 70s. And I was telling the guys holding the beer up, someday this thing's going to be a hot rod. And we all cheered and drank and kidded ourselves. Well, it took me another three years of sanding and buffing and painting and scraping and pulling engines out, pulling engines in and doing things I'd never done before. Cross members and welding and tires and blowing up universal joints down Whittier Boulevard, drinking. Finally got the cars together. I had it upholstered in Tijuana. And I put some cherry pumps and some headers on it, and I put the engine together myself, V8, dropped it in there. Put some cross members in there for the transmission and some motor supports for the front. Wow. hard to believe I did all that. I took it to a body shop, to a college, and I did the body work myself, most of it. Some of the guys that didn't have anything to do would come up to me and ask me, If they can take out a dent, I had a lot of dents on that 55, cutting out rust, and we finally put it together. I just wanted to make one point about constructive imagination. I was having trouble finishing that car up, and one day I was doing some calisthenics, some exercise early in the morning. I was just looking at that 55 Chevy, and I imagined it complete. Once I imagined the car complete, everything came to play. Out of the woodwork, people came with uh, painting guns that they sold me, stereo system, uh, chrome the bumpers. I have an uncle. All these things came together and the car was put together through imagination. That's why it's so imperative that we imagine what we want, like uh, one of these dream boards, Spend time imagining. There's a book called I Will by a guy named Ben and he says to go ahead and uh, get a journal and put pictures in there. And before you go to sleep, look at the car, look at the house, look at the certificate for aviation or the whatever you want in life as already obtaining it. Just imagine yourself with it and just keep at it. I haven't done that, but it seems like everything i put on the refrigerator will come to pass i remember having bills on the refrigerator and they kept coming and coming so i i took the bills out of the refrigerator and guess what the bills stopped showing up i put the toaster away because it was making me eat more bread i put it away and i put a a salad bowl there full of fruit and salads and vegetables and guess what I'm drinking a green smoothie right now because, whatever our environment is, we tend to gravitate. It go- actually touches our subconscious mind as we pass by. Our subconscious mind is there. Oh, he's got a toaster there, so I guess he wants some, he wants some fattening uh, bagels there. You know, we'll slap some cheese on it. But if I put a bowl of uh, asparagus or. Uh, radishes, or uh, he said, oh, I guess he wants to make a green smoothie and keep up with his uh, anti-killing virus uh, drink. That's what I did. Put kale, cauliflower, um, and it tastes not so good. Not like the wife makes it. Anyway, um, reading, just one more thing I wanted to say. Uh, We read uh, Step 11 on uh, Friday at 9 a.m. at the park and then do it again at noon. And it's a meditation meeting where we meditate. You know, some of us take our shoes off and we put our feet on the ground and we, uh, we really meditate. We take about 10, 15 minutes. So there's something about humming and meditating, folks, that it goes along good with our recovery. Thanking God for our problems gives us the justice, the, uh, the meditation, and the opportunity for God to talk back to us. It's a form of saying uncle. February 1st, little 12-step book says, When we think about having a drink, we're, th- we're thinking of the kick we get out of drinking, the pleasure, the escape from boredom, the feeling of self-importance, and the companionship of other drinkers. What we don't think of is the letdown, the hangover, the remorse, the waste of money, and the facing of another day. In other words, when we think about that first drink, we're thinking of all the assets of drinking and none of the liabilities. What has drinking really got what we haven't got in AA? Do I believe that the liabilities of drinking outweigh the assets? Meditation for the day. I will start a new life each day. I will put the old mistakes away and start anew each day. God always offers me a fresh start. I will not be burdened or anxious. If God's forgiveness were only for the righteous and those who had not sinned, where would be its need? I believe that God forgives us of all our sins if we are honestly trying to live today the way He wants us to live. God forgives us much, and we should be very grateful. Prayer for the day. I pray that my life may not be spoiled by worry and fear and selfishness. I pray that I may have a glad, thankful, and humble heart. I'm Fernando Alcoholic, and the way I prayed that I may not be spoiled by worry and fear. I thank God for my worry. My worry runs away. I thank God for my fears, and my fears run away. I thank God that I am selfish, lazy. I got horny toes, and they all run away. I pray that I may have a glad and thankful and humble heart by thanking and giving glory to my higher power, which He is cool, calm, and collective. Let's pray the Our Father, please. Our Father... Keep coming back, family. It's working. (music) Greetings, family. Welcome to today's podcast of Daily Reflections. I'm Fernando. I'm an alcoholic. I am the park drunk. I am here fully clothed in my right mind, thanks to God, and thanks to the municipal court system, my attorney and the judge who turned on me. My attorney turned on me and my judge was my first sponsor. He said, go to AA and the Anabuse School and come back in a year so I can see how you progress. Yep. I came back in a year and gave me a $3,500 fine. Rightly so, folks. I could have killed somebody or myself. Okay, reading of today's daily reflection. What we need, each other. What we need, dash, each other. Let's pray, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference what we need each other folks AA is really saying to every serious drinker you are an AA member if you say so nobody can keep you out Twelve Steps and 12 traditions page 139 For years, whenever I reflected on Tradition 3, the only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking, I thought it valuable only to newcomers. It was a guarantee that no one could bar them from AA. Today, I feel enduring gratitude for the spiritual development that tradition has brought me. I don't seek out people obviously different from myself. Tradition 3, concentrating on... The one way I am similar to others brought me to know and help every kind of alcoholic, just as they have helped me. Charlotte, the atheist, showed me a higher standard of ethics and honor. Clay, of another race, taught me patience. Winslow, who is gay, led me by example into true compassion. Young Megan says that seeing me at meetings sober 30 years keep her coming back. Tradition 3 ensured that we would get what we need each other. Amen. And now a reading from our sponsor. 12, 24 hours a day, January 25th. A thought for the day. We used to depend on drinking for a lot of things. We depended on drinking to help us enjoy things, it gave us a kick. It broke down our shyness and helped us to have a good time. We depended on drinking to help us when we felt low physically, if we had a toothache or just a hangover. We felt better after a few drinks. We depended on drinking to help us when we felt low mentally, if we had a tough day at work, or if we had a fight with our loved one, or if things just seemed against us. We felt better under the influence of alcohol. For us, alcoholic is got so that we depended on drinking for almost everything. Have I gotten over the dependence on drinking? Here it is meditation for the day. I believe that complete surrender of my life to God is the foundation of serenity. God has prepared for us many mansions. I do not look upon that promise as referring only to the afterlife. I do not look upon this life as something to be struggled through in order to get the rewards of the next life. I believe that the kingdom of God is within us and we can enjoy eternal life here and now. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may try to do God's will. I pray that such understanding, insight, and vision shall be mine I shall make the life eternal here and now. Amen. You know, I just happen to have a book here that I've been thinking about. It's called God Calling, and it's also a 365-day book. And I'm going to go ahead and read for today, January the 25th, and see what entails. It says, A Way of Happiness is the title. And this is God, our sponsor, speaking to me. Complete surrender of every moment to God is the foundation of happiness. The superstructure is the joy of communion with me. And that is for each, the place, the mansion I want to prepare for you. You as my follower have misunderstood that and look too often upon the promise as referring only to afterlife. And too often, far too often upon this life as a searching to be struggled through in order to get the reward and the joy of the next. Seek to carry out all I say. And such understanding, insight, vision, and joy will be yours. As, as shall pass indeed all understanding. The plans of God are very wonderful beyond your highest hopes. Cling to thoughts of protection, safety, guidance. All right. And that safe haven for me, for an alcoholic, is the twelve step meetings and frequent contact with others is the joy of my life. So far I have contact with two three alcoholics, two in text and one to call me just to say hi. What a wonderful deal, huh? And that's what it's got. My higher power has told me. He has told me. And what he requires of me. He requires of me to do what is right. And to me, to do it right is to help others. To love forgiveness. Give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, to love love. um, The only way I can love Fernando, a brutal person that comes from uh, a rebel, is through reading. If I get a big dose of reading... Then my love opens up. Isn't that crazy? I guess a big dose of words coming into me. And the other one is to walk humbly with my God. How do I walk humbly with my higher power? I thank God I'm a misfit because if I'm not, I am striving to work with others, striving to do better, I'm going to miss it sometime and I'm not going to get myself down and stop working with others. Yep, they don't all stay sober. Yep, they don't all talk nice about you. I walk humbly with my higher power by saying, I thank God I'm your difficult case, God. I thank God I need your help today. I thank God I don't know how to do this. I need help. I thank you, God. I need help today in my sobriety. Yeah, even after 28 years. I need today in your sobriety. The word sobriety has so much entail, you know. It has, you know, rewards, benefits, strength, wisdom, um, ability. You know, just to be fully alive and fully cooking in the right direction of God. To hit that payload, which is the plane of spiritual um, conduit. Be hooked up with the Most High, my higher power, and walk humbly connected with my higher power. Amen. Let's go ahead and uh, finish this session with the uh, prayer of my choice. Uh, The Lord's Prayer. Welcome to today's podcast. Let's go ahead and uh, we're going to be reading the Daily Reflections today in our, my Zoom class. We have a participant. We have Rick right now. He's my good friend. And now let us open up with the, the set-aside prayer, please. Lord, help me to set aside everything I think I know about you, everything I think I know about myself, Everything I think I know about others and everything I think I know about this recovery, my own, for a fresh new experience in you, Lord, a new experience in myself, a new experience in my fellow man, and a much-needed new experience in my recovery, in Jesus' name, my higher power. Amen. All right. What we need each other. That's today's topic for the daily reflection. AA is really saying to every serious drinker, You are an AA member if you say so. Nobody can keep you out. This is taken from the 12th and 12th, uh, page 139. It says, for years, whenever I reflected on Tradition 3, the only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. I thought it valuable only to newcomers. It was their guarantee that no one could bar them from AA. Today, I feel enduring gratitude for the spiritual development that tradition has brought me. I don't seek out people obviously different from myself. Tradition three, concentration on the one way I am similar to others, brought me to know and help every kind of alcoholic, just as they helped me. Charlotte, the atheist, showed me higher standards of ethics and honor. Clay, of another race, taught me patience. Winslow, whose gaze led me to it by example in true compassion, Young Megan says that seeing me at a meeting sober 30 years keeps her coming back. Tradition 3 ensures that we will get what we need, and that's the fellowship, each other. And let me read Tradition 3, and it says right here, the only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Early intolerance based on fear. To take away any alcoholic's chance of of AA. This is the long form. Was something to pronounce his death sentence. Membership regulations abandoned. Two examples of experience. Any alcoholic is a member of AA when he says so. Okay, I'm Fernando Alcoholic. Uh, That says to me that... uh, There's a spiritual side of Tradition 3, which I never really paid attention to that. I don't know what would that be. That's what it says. Okay, Rick, go ahead and see what you got out of it while I look this thing up. Well, one lady told me she was a counselor at uh, American Recovery. She told me the 12 steps will keep you from, from uh, suicide. And the 12 addresses will keep you from homicide. <laughs> <laughs> and I really didn't know what that meant until uh, sometime later. You know, when when uh, I heard about other people and other things that have happened to them. But, um, you know... We through with them, you know, things will come together, you know? Amen, amen. Yeah, I, I experienced that homicide. Uh, you can't get that person out of your head because you're so, uh, you know. And I had that uh, suicide thoughts, too, for about four months. They stood with me. I was working with somebody else trying to get them to meetings. Actually, they never been in AA, and it was... Uh, it was a friend I was trying to drag to meetings to convince him that he can get sober. And man, that drives you crazy. Can you imagine how, uh, if my wife drank and I had to be dragging her to try to take her to Al-Anon or AA? There's a lot of, that's why Al-Anon was created. Tradition three, the only requirement for AA membership is the desire to stop drinking. Uh... So the hand of providence early gave us a sign that any alcoholic is a member of our society when he says so. So the idea is that uh, all people bring something good to the meeting, you know, when they're when they have a desire to change their lives and to stop drinking, you know, and um, they come in with a desire to stop drinking. And they still have other issues. They like they say amina. I'm a drunk addict. I'm a gambler. I'm a this. I'm a that. You know, we're all sinners in one way or another. And you know, my sin is, you know, I'm a billionaire. <laughs> I'm an alcohol- I'm Fernando, I'm an alcoholic and a billionaire. In my mind, that's my addiction. That I, uh, I want to have enough resources to go around the world and and uh, go to all these conventions and drink their coffee. You know, if if that was that was a goal of mine, and and that could be an addiction, uh, uh, addict of me that I think about it all the time. You know, like um, something good is going to happen and open the way. I got as far as Hawaii so far. I'm looking at Tahiti or Agura, Abura, that other island, and, um, and the Canary Islands too. All these meetings, they have conventions. No, actually, it's called a a a, gurra, a gurra or something like that. I have a I have a plate. Um, do Do you have any um, any other uh, Anda? Are you an alcoholic and a Anda? Do you have any other Anda's in there, like 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 TV or or, or pornography or something? No. It's called. Uh, see this plate. My father, yeah. my father-in-law gave it to me. His neighbor brought it from Aruba. Oh, Aruba. Yeah. Aruba. Yeah, that's a little, a little island off of the Argentina coast of South America. Uh, Aruba. And I called the Hilton over there, and they do have AA meetings around. They called me back. They don't have any conventions yet but they got plenty of meetings all over the island. A friend of mine went there and they they text me. So by having this contact, you know, it reminds me of the goal to get to just for the fact that you know, if it's my higher power's will or that I go there, he'll he'll allow me to go with uh, the and enjoy the the beach weather and the uh, and the meetings and get to know new it's people, to be huh? It's to be really beautiful there. Yeah. Aruba. I forgot what country they're they're established in. You know, if it's uh, England or, or uh, Netherlands or something. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Today's topic is we're, we're an alcoholic. The, when we say we are, you know, it's kind of like a paradox. Um, all right. And then we'll, we'll end it right there. Let's go ahead and get on with our day. Let's go ahead and finish off with the uh, Lord's prayer. And then we'll, we'll end our fast meeting of 10 minutes, huh? Yeah. Whose father? yeah I was in a meeting yesterday, and boy, they say the our father fast I'm probably seeing it slower and slower. Uh, all right, Rick, have a great day. Thank you for coming in today and all, right, all righty you have, you know. thank you, you too. Give them heaven uh. uh. Greetings, family. Fernando, your local park drunk, all the way live from Southern California, alcoholic. Let us open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. The fellowship is comprised of men and women who have chosen and committed themselves to stay sober and to help other drunks to come alive and to see themselves for what they are and that may the light turn on like it did me. And that's what is comprised. We're well over... About two going on two million members of the uh, just the alcohol side, not counting the uh, NA, Elanon, Overeaters, Gamblers, CA, SA, MA, Mama May, and all these people. May God bless you this morning. Thank you so much for showing up. Our reflections for today is let's keep it simple. Thank you. For our internet that we can do this, I can communicate with you across the world and we can get a shot in the arm, inoculation if you will, of these wonderful, wonderful words of life, which is, let's keep it simple, no big deals, rule 62. A few hours later, I took my leave of Dr. Bob, Bill says. The wonderful old broad smile was on his face, as he said almost jokingly, Remember, Bill, let's, let's not louse this thing up. Let's keep it simple. I turned away, unable to say a word. That was the last time I ever saw him. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 241. After years of sobriety, I occasionally ask myself, can it be this simple? Then at meetings I see former cynics and skeptics who have walked the AA path out of hell by packing their lives without alcohol. Packaging into 12-hour increments and segments during which they practice a few principles to the best of their individual abilities. And then I know again and again, while it isn't always easy. If I keep it simple, it works. Amen. Keep it simple. Don't take the first drink. Don't drink in between meetings. Commit it, commit like a dog. Stick to it. Have your defenses up. For me personally, meetings helped me when the onslaught of alcohol uh, told me that it it had all the answers. It was relentless. Alcoholism and alcohol and society itself and members of family and friends is relentless to make you drink. They ain't going to let you go. It's like a bunch of crabs inside a bucket and one crab tries to get out. The other crab holds his leg and pulls him back in. Or, you know, or you pull the leg. (laughs) But the idea is, is that... uh, Alcohol is relentless, like the the ocean, like the waves. And I have my my cement and my wrought iron and built up my defense against the first drink. And now waves, those waves just keep hitting my and knocking down my first wall, which is meetings. Then my second wall, which is talking with my sponsor, if I had a sponsor at that time. The third wall could be going to church. And the last wall that held was my commitment. When I made a choice as a man to stop drinking, and I had other fellows that I can meet with once a week and hang on like a bulldog, and I would imagine them and pray the prayers that they would pray, and I would take myself using my imagination to those meetings while the alcohol was knocking at my door. Hey, they want you. They ain't gonna let you go that easy. But sure enough, my commitment and my imagination, taking myself into the rooms and any time I want to, and seeing those recovered drunks talking about eloquently about their fifteen years of panhandling of their institutions and in and in, in prisons, that stuff gave me hope. All right, now, let's go ahead and move on. It won't make it too long for us. Moving right along. The 24-hour little book says for today, January the 22nd. Thank you so much. It says, in the beginning, you want to get sober, but you're helpless. So you turn to a power greater than yourself. And by trusting in that power, you get the strength to stop drinking. From then on, you want to keep sober. And that's a matter of re-educating your mind. After a while, you get so that you really enjoy simple, healthy, normal living. You really get a kick out of life without the artificial stimulus of alcohol. All you have to do is to look around at the members of any AA group and you will see how their outlook has changed. Is my outlook on life changing? The 24-hour little book asks. And now for the meditation of the day. I will never forget to say thank you to God even on the grayest days. My attitude will be one of humility and gratitude. Saying thank you to God is a daily practice that is, is absolutely necessary. If a day is not one of thankfulness, the practice has to be repeated until it becomes so. Gratitude is a necessity for those who seek to live a better life. Amen. Nothing succeeds like success, folks. Once we you get going, gratitude is about having life itself, about the idea of life. I thank God this morning for the idea of life. It's wonderful when you get on the beam and do life the way it was designed to be. Prayer for the day. I pray that gratitude will bring humility. I pray that humility will bring me to live a better life. And only with humility can I be open to receive more gratitude. Amen. It's as simple as that. All right, moving right ahead, I'm going to quickly read uh, our buddy Solomon. Buddy Solomon, which is initial will be BS, right? Buddy, Solomon, King Solomon. I apologize for being disrespectful to King Solomon. He he had, what, 1,300 wives? 700 concubines? Concubines? Whatever that is. Wow. I have a tough time dealing with one. You know, she requires for me to sit down and put my napkin there and other utensils and very pretty little table. And <laughs> takes a lot of time to eat a meal around here. I'm grateful. Proverbs 22. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Loving favor than silver and gold. Solomon speaking through the Holy Spirit, which the Holy Spirit is God. And he's given us advice. I'm going to switch over to the Message Bible so we can uh, uh, relax a little bit. The Message Bible. In other words, easy does it. That's the theme for today, Saturday. A cure comes through discipline, says here. A sterling reputation is better than striking it rich. A gracious spirit is better than money in the bank. The rich and the poor shake hands as equals. God made them both. A prudent person sees trouble coming and ducks. A simpleton or a fool walks in blindly and is clobbered. The payoff for meekness and fear of God is plenty of honor and a satisfying life. Isn't that cool? The payoff for meekness, humility, and the fear of God there's plenty of honor and satisfying. One of the reasons I want to thank God for my mishaps, hiccups, even if it's not my own making is someone else's mishaps and mistakes and so forth, um, because I'm honoring God and he will give me a satisfying life for that choice. There is rewards, folks, thanking God for situations, especially of not my own making. The perverse travel a dangerous road, potholes and mud slicks. If you know what's good for you, stay clear of it. Point your kids in the right direction. When they're old, they won't be lost. The poor are always ruled over by the rich, so don't borrow and put yourself under their power. Whoever sows sins, reaps weeds. And bullying anger sputters into nothing. Generous hands are blessed hands because they give bread to the poor. Kick out the troublemakers and things will quiet down. You need a break from bickering and griping. God loves the pure-hearted and well-spoken. Good leaders are also a delight in their friendship. God guards knowledge with a passion, but he had nothing to do with deception. The loafer says there is a line unloose. If I go out, I'll be eaten. The mouth of a prostitute is a bottomless pit. You'll fall in that pit if you're on the outs with God. Young people are prone to foolishness and fads. The cure comes through tough-minded discipline. Exploit the poor or glad hand the rich, whichever, you'll end up the poor for it. The 30 precepts of the sages, don't move back the boundary lines. Listen carefully to my wisdom. Take heart to what I can teach you. You'll treasure its sweetness deep within. You'll give it bold expression in your speech to make sure your foundation is trusting God, I am laying it all out right now just for you. I'm giving you 30 sterling principles, tested guidelines to live by. Believe me, they are truth that work and will keep you accountable to those who sent you. Don't walk on the poor, number one, just because they're poor and don't use your position to crush the weak because God will come to their defense. You're, the life you took, he'll take from you and give it back to them. Number two, don't hang out with angry people. Don't keep company with hotheads, bad temper. is contagious. Don't get infected. Three, don't gamble on the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Pawning your house against a lucky chance The time will come when you have to pay up and you'll be left with nothing but the shirt on your back. Number four, don't stealthily move back boundary lines take out long ago by your ancestors. In other words, respect the real estate that's around you. Five, observe people who are good at their work. Skilled workers are always in demand and admire. They don't take a backseat to anyone. When I was a young man, I lost a job over drinking. Um, and then when the lady came to give me my last check, a beautiful white lady, she sat down and gave me a pep talk out in the, uh, in the reception hall. And I had my one-year-old son who was just jumping from couch to couch, just having a good time tumbling. And she saw me with crushes and a white bandaged leg and I guess she had compassion and she sat down and she said, You have to have a skill. I think I was about 21 years old. She goes, She gave me an inspirational talk about having a skill to be good at anywhere I can go in the city and make a living because of the skill. And she must have prayed for me because right after that, my older brother, my only brother, he took me to uh, an agency that was paying to get you your uh, truck driver's license. And because I had all the ducks in a row, I had my two years uh, W-2s. I had a a wife and two kids or something like that, or a kid. And I qualified, and they paid for it. And sure enough, I, I drove truck for a living, and everywhere I can go, even today, there's a demand Truck drivers will work till they're 72, till they can't get off the truck. That's what I hear. All right, number six. When you go out to dinner with an influential person, mind your manners. Don't gobble your food. Don't talk with your mouth full. And don't stuff yourself. Brittle your appetite. Boy, I sure messed that one up. Number seven, don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Restrain yourself. Riches disappear in the blink of an eye. Well, it sprouts like wings and flies off into the wild blue yonder. And by the way, God blesses you while you're sleeping, okay? And he, and he loves the ones and gives them plenty of sleep. I one time worked for 24 hours. I worked at three truck driving jobs back to back when I... And you know, you can go to a lot of uh, people they need a truck driver to back then, and, and I would work eight hours here, and I'd run to the other place, work another eight hours and work and then it' take me two days to recover from the from the shock in my body. So it was a shop didn't work. Number eight: don't accept a meal from a type one. Don't expect anything special. He'll be stingy when you, with you as he is with himself. He is stingy with you as he is with himself. He'll say eat and drink, but won't mean a word of it. His miserly servings will turn your stomach when you realize the meal's a sham. Whoa. Number nine, don't bother talking sense to fools. They'll only poke fun at your words. Don't bother talking to mockers. They'll only poke fun at your words. Wow. Don't stealthily move back the boundary lines or cheat orphans of their property, for they'll have a powerful advocate who will go to bat for them. I like that. God will go bat for us, to bat. Number 11. Give yourself to discipline instructions Open your ears to tested knowledge. Give yourself to discipline instructions. Open your ears to tested knowledge. One of the disciplined things you, I can do is, is get on my knees for 15 minutes for between 4.45 and 5 a.m. and pray for others. You know, write it on my calendar and do it till I, at least I do it maybe 10 Times, 10 days at a time. At a stretch. And discipline this body that don't want to do it. I've been trying it for many years now. Like for instance, today I got on my knees and I only prayed for about 5 minutes. But it's still a little better than what I used to be. But we go out through the day praising and thanking God and praying. So that makes us up for it, I guess. Number 12. Don't be afraid to correct your young ones. A spanking won't kill them. A good spanking, in fact, might save them from something worse than death. What is worse than death, folks, is being thrown into hell. That is death. That is so important that you uh you find a way to discipline those kids, you know. They're not supposed to, they're not supposed to embarrass in front of people. They're supposed to be that you gotta bring them up Early in life by giving them choices and and time out before it gets out of hand. It's kind kind of like pruning and cultivating a little plant. And then it grows into a giant tree. 13. Number 13. Dear child, if you become wise, I'll be one happy parent. My heart will dance and sing to the tune, Truth You'll Speak. 14. Don't for a minute envy careless rebels. Soak yourself in the fear of God. That's where your future lies. Then you will be left with an armload of nothing. 15. Oh, listen, dear child. Become wise. Point your life in the right direction. Don't drink too much wine and get drunk. Don't eat too much food and get fat. Drunk and gluttonous will end up on skid row. In a stupor and dressed in in rags. Stupor. Our next one is by wisdom, education, and insight. Number 16. Listen with respect to the father who raised you. And when your mother grows old, don't neglect her. By truth, don't sell it for love of money. By wisdom or by education. By insight, parents rejoice when their children turn out well. Wise children become proud parents. So make your father happy. Make your mother proud. 17. Dear child, I want your full attention. Please do what I show you. A prostitute is a bottomless pit. A loose woman can get you in deep trouble fast. She'll take you for all you got. She's worse than a pack of thieves. 18. Who are the people who are always crying the blues? Who do you know who reeks of self-pity? Reeks of self-pity. Who keeps getting beaten up for no reason at all? Whose eyes are bleary and bloodshot? It's those who spend the night with a bottle for whom drinking is serious business. Don't judge wine by its label or its bouquet or its full body flavor. Judge it rather by the hangover it leaves you with a splitting headache, the turn upside down stomach. Do you really prefer seeing double, triple, with your speech all slurred, reeling and seasick? Drunk as a sailor. They hit me, you'll say, but it didn't hurt. They beat on me, but I didn't feel a thing. When I'm sober enough to manage it, bring me another drink. Number 19, don't envy bad people. Excuse me. Don't even want to be around them. All they think about is causing a disturbance, all they talk about is making trouble. 20. It takes wisdom to build a house and understanding to sit on a firm foundation. It takes knowledge to furnish its rooms with fine furniture and beautiful draperies. 21. It is better to be wise than strong. Intelligence outranks muscle any day. Strategic planning is the key to warfare. To win, you need a lot of good counsel. And remember that uh, the economy battle for our own selves to be economically wise, uh, socially, economically uh, effective, influential in the family, in our own selves, in our own enthusiasm. It is better to be wise than strong. Intelligence outranks muscle any day. Strategic planning is the key. To warfare, to win, you need a lot of good counsel. So that's the beauty of waiting upon God with pen and paper out in the grass, And ask God what, where, and when. And we can get good uh, wisdom from the well of life. God will talk to us and he will give us good advice. We learn to meditate. Meditate and wait on him. Number 22 wise conversation is way over the head of fools in a serious discussion they haven't a clue can you imagine having a wise conversation with the creator of this earth of this world that's just too big and too huge for us to handle huh a wise conversation with the father of in heaven Is way over the head of fools and in a serious discussion they haven't a clue. Number twenty three. The person who's always cooking up some evil soon gets a reputation as prince of rogues. Fools incubate sin. Cynics desecrate beauty. Fools incubate sin. Cynics desecrate beauty. Number twenty four. If you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. Rescue, number 25, rescue the perishing. Don't hesitate to sit in and help. If you'll say, hey, that's none of my business, will that get you off the hook? Someone is watching you closely, you know. Someone not impressed with weak excuses. Someone like a council in heaven watching our our very move. That's a tough one, folks, because it seems like everybody's always, not everybody, I shouldn't say that. Uh, Two or three people come up a year, ask for a handout, but I haven't seen anybody perishing. Well, maybe I have, but in America, 26, eat honey, dear child, it's good for you, and delicacies that melt in your mouth, likewise knowledge and wisdom for your soul. Get that and your future secure. Your hope is on solid rocks. Get wisdom and knowledge for your soul. And, and it is just like honey and good eating. Get that and your future secure. Your hope is on solid rock. That's a huge verse right there, folks. That's what we're talking about. To lock and load with knowledge and wisdom in our souls for the future. Get that in your future. Get that and your future's secure. Your hope is on solid rock. That's what alcohol did. Alcohol took the hope away. It even took the rock. It busted the rock. Now God has to re- restructure it improperly. And that's why in the 12-step meetings there is... Wisdom, there is knowledge, there is advice, and our future is secure because our hope is on the solid rock. Number 27, don't interfere with good people's lives. Don't try to get the best of them. No matter how many times you trip them up, God-loyal people don't stay down long. Soon they're up on their feet while the wicked end up flat on their faces. 28. Don't laugh when your enemy falls. Don't gloat over his collapse. God might see and become very provoked and then take pity on his plight. 29. Don't bother your head with braggarts or wish you could succeed like the wicked. Those people have no future at all. They're headed down a dead-end street. 30. Fear God, dear child. Suspect your leaders. Don't be defiant or Mutinous, without warning, your life can turn upside down. Without warning, your life can turn upside down. And who knows how or when it might happen. These are additional, more sayings to the wise, and honest answer. More sayings of the wise, and honest answer. It's wrong, very wrong, to go along with injustice. Whoever whitewashes the wicked gets a black mark in his history books, but whoever exposes the wicked will be thanked and rewarded. An honest answer is like a warm hug. First plant your fields, then build your barns. In other words, get your skill and and buy that house, fill it up, and then go look for a wife. Now, get a skill, get something that you're good of, a profession. First, plant your fields and then build your barn. Don't talk about your neighbors behind their backs. No slander or gossip, please. Don't say to anyone, I'll get back at you for what you did to me. I'll make you pay for what you did. Don't do that. One day I walk in the field of an old lazy bones and then pass the vineyard of a Slav. They were overgrown with weeds, thick with twistles, all the fences broken down. I took a long look and pondered what I saw. The fields preached me a sermon, and I listened. A nap here, a nap there, a day off here, a day off there. Sit back, take it easy. Do you know what comes next? Just this, you can look forward to a dirt poor life with poverty as your permanent houseguest. Amen. The blessings of the Lord be upon you. Thank you for coming in today. Let's go ahead and pray out with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. Hi. Thank you for coming to today's meeting. My name is Fernando. I'm an alcoholic. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Welcome, welcome. God bless you. Thank you for coming in today's podcast we enjoy these, it reminds me to stay sharp, iron sharpens iron, these, these words, uh, wake me up. Let me go ahead and read a little portion from the 12 and 12 from page 115 and 116, which is the new, uh, what do you call it, pioneering uncharted territory in the 50s. Bill W. started to write a lot about emotional sobriety. You know, because he found out that he's still flying off the handle after all this work we have. As we made spiritual progress, Bill says, we saw through these fallacies. It became clear that if we were to feel emotionally secure among grown-up people, we would have to put our lives on a give-and-take basis. We should have to develop a sense of being in partnership or brotherhood with all those around us. We saw that we will need to give constantly to ourselves without demand for repayment. When we persistently did this, we gradually found that people were attracted to us as never before. And even if they failed us, we could be understanding and not too seriously affected. Whoa. We saw that we would need to give constantly of ourselves without demands for repayment. Interesting, huh? I heard a saying that says that is more is more uh enthusiasm or more beneficial or intriguing or emotionally stable to give or teach or participate in some worthy cause. And the elements of the of the uh, of what we receive. We receive happiness and joy and laughter to uh, to be in service. There's a lot of service oriented position jobs out there that I recommend. <clears throat> From my experiences, I've been in Salesforce and I've been in blue collar work <clears throat> and I've been in labor work. You know, looking back in retrospect, I would declare that blue collar work is happier. You're doing something for the community, and you're getting paid for and you're getting exercised at the same time. And you're building yourself up. As opposed to uh, being behind a desk and trying to push numbers and sell a product like I did in real estate. I came out from heavy-duty mechanic type of work from uh, trucks, And with oily hands, I was fueling tractors in the nighttime and then trying to sell real estate in the daytime. Not trying, folks. How many houses did I sell my first year? About 22 houses. Then I I left my job. Two weeks later, they closed the real estate office. I had a Mercedes-Benz payment and a house payment, a lot of insurance payments. And guess what I did? Did I take a drink? I started to laugh in the parking lot. I just laughed. All that work, all that cumulative actions to uh, get the license, invest about $1,500 to, at that time, was early 80s, to position yourself to sell real estate, to switch, to trade in my lowrider pickup truck that I had fixed after I wrecked it in a fence, drunk. That's how I got to AA. I traded it in sold it and uh, I bought a Mercedes Benz that looked I looked the part you know cause we're pretty good con artists aren't we so I said what's the best I always ask your question what's the best thing that God would want me to do and I got a Mercedes Benz I started to look good and started sell, selling property and show property and act as if act as if didn't know what I was doing I was still detoxing when I was selling real estate I just was so sh- shaking ha <laughs> ha Anyway, okay, let's move on and do our daily reflections for today. Let's go ahead and do another prayer. Let's do the uh, the third step prayer, please. One of my favorite ones. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would Help with thy power and thy love and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. And remember the seven-step prayer. My Creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength to go out here and do your bidding. Wow, it's all they're all, they're all service-oriented, aren't they? That we must look out for our brother Cain, that he may not kill us, <laughs> like our brother Abel did, or whoever did the killing. And uh, the Benjamin Franklin prayer, please. I chop it up, but here goes. It goes, bountiful Father merciful guide, powerful goodness. Dictate to me my truest interests and strengthen my resolutions to perform what the Spirit dictates. Accept my kind offices to your other children as the only way to pay back for your continual favors to me. Amen. What we have, folks, here is a stream of beneficial spiritual answers to our daily problems by being of service to others whatever it is man we just somebody's if you're sick pray for someone else that's sick if you need money pray for someone else that needs money let's see what happens folks we're a laboratory here we're always looking at situations that will work and get power from on high so we can skin the cat easily over here in our earthly world and natural world okay let's go ahead and switch gears here we're going to move on to do the uh, daily reflections my cowbell given to me by my one of my first nephews and he's a well-rounded individual that takes care of his family isn't it amazing some of us are born woken up spiritually with a good balance and good understanding i got a text early this morning from my motorcycle buddy that fell off his motorcycle and i had prayed that i needed help in the park and this rough looking motorcycle guy shows up and he needs a meeting and he's has a hard time staying sober and uh, i once so i I had, I brought an extra chair and then I gave him the chair. Here's your chair. Here's your duty. Here's the, you come and help us and help us run the meetings. And we had some trouble. I had a discipline one drunk and he came back with a billy club, not a billy club, but a golf club swinging it, looking for me. And, uh, about two or three guys, the sponsors jumped up and, and and calmed them down and sat them down. And this guy, he took the the uh, thing and he gave it to me. He came over here and laid it in front of me like I'm the big kahuna. That young man is doing fine today. Eventually we became friends, went out to eat. <clears throat> He's uh, He attends Al-Anon, N.A. And we don't shoot our wounded. Anyway, he texted me this morning, early in the morning. He just always texts me one word, and I have to figure it out, and then I get back with him. Today, actually two words, he texts me, Be understanding, the motorcycle guy. I call him the helpful park man. Be understanding. And then I wrote back, Stand under the acceptance. Stand under the acceptance. So this is what we do that in the morning. It takes me one word and I'll have to take some something that God gives me. We stand under the acceptance. I accepted to do that. I accepted to go through this marriage. I accepted to, to do that position. I accepted to pay this bill. and I accepted to do this job and not complain. I accepted this pay. And I don't balk on it. I accepted not to talk bad about my employer, not to talk bad about my employees, my, or talk bad about my coworkers. I accepted to to speak only the good and brittle my mouth against hurting others with my mouth or myself, because there is a council in the heavens <clears throat> looking at the words we see. The position that I'm in today is the result of the words I have spoken. The position that I'm in today is the result of the words I have spoken. Okay, moving on, like I said, daily reflections. Serving my brother. What a coincidence, huh? The same thing called serving my brother. The members talk to the newcomer not in a spirit of power, but in a spirit of humility and weakness. Alcoholic Anonymous Comes of Age, page 279. The members talk to the newcomer not in the spirit of power, excuse me, but in a spirit of humility and weakness. Alcoholic Anonymous Comes of Age, page 279. What's up with that, huh? Spirit of humility and weakness. In other words, we stop fighting people, places, and things, and we're sober, and I don't have a, a chip on my shoulder like I did when I walked into AA for the first time. When I used to walk into bars, I had a chip in my shoulder, or more like a two-by-four, and I found the guy in the bar that had a two-by-four on his shoulder, and we went at it. start arguing about the sky first, and then at the alley next. That only happened a couple of times. I don't know, two, three times, I don't know. As the days pass in AA, I ask God to guide my thoughts and the words that I speak. In this labor of continuous participation in the fellowship, I have numerous opportunities to speak. So I frequently ask God to help me watch over my thoughts and my words, that they may be the true and proper reflections of our program, to focus my aspirations once again to seek his guidance, to help me be truly kind and loving, helpful and healing, yet always filled with humility and free from any trace of arrogance. Today, I may be very well have to deal with disagreeable attitudes or utterances, The typical stock-and-trade attitude of the still-suffering alcoholic, if this should happen, I will take a moment to center myself in God so that I will be able to respond from a perspective of composure, strength, and sensibility. Today, I may very well have, excuse me have to deal with disagreeable attitudes or utterances that typically stock and trade attitudes of the still suffering alcoholic. If this should happen, I will take a moment to center myself in God so that I will be able to respond from a perspective of composure, strength, and sensibility i 'm fernando alcoholic i don 't know about you folks, but I certainly need a lot of reading, so I, I will say the right things in the right perspective. And uh, I won't get stung by the frozen snake. You know, it's just a a venom snake that's coming out of uh, thawing out, and he can bite you with his statements and and con artist and give me a ride and he's full of drugs or something. Working with someone, <clears throat> you know, the book a book says we're gonna, it's dangerous. We're going to get you know we're going to get talked about, hurt, so forth. We know what the dangers are working with others. And we, and we can get bloody on it. And we still go at it, right? Because we, we were in that other situation. I was untrusting, I didn't trust no one. I sat in the corner, leave me alone, my face said it. And they did, they left me alone. I just listened and then I judged myself, I came too. Okay, moving on, reading of today's reflection uh excuse me, twenty-four hour. It says, To grasp the AA program, we have to think things out. The apostle Paul said, They are transformed by the renewing of their minds. We have to learn to think straight. We have to change from alcoholic thinking to sober thinking. We must build up a new way of looking at things. Before we came into AA, we wanted an artificial life of excitement and everything that goes with drinking. (laughs) Ha ha. That kind of life looked normal to us then, but as we look back now, that life looked the exact opposite of normal. In fact, it looks most abnormal. We must re-educate our minds. Am I changing from an abnormal thinker to a normal thinker? Yes, you bet. Meditation for the day. I will take the most crowded day without fear. I believe that God is with me and controlling all. I will let confidence be the motive running through all the crowded day. Confidence. I will not get worried because I know that God is my helper. Underneath are the everlasting arms. I will rest in them, even though the day be full of things crowding in upon me. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may be calm and let nothing upset me. I pray that I may not let material things control me and choke out spiritual things. Fernando alcoholic. the answer for me to that is reading and reading gives me love and love allows me to be involved with people's lives I have a my my container leaks folks I wake up in the morning as a matter of fact I have to keep washing my sheets and not the way you think because I leak words <laughs> you know I was uh, so just proper maintenance of having a clean sheets is just as it's a luxury from being sober man not having to uh, and having your own restroom your own toilet your own shower your own toothbrush <laughs> your own microwave and kitchen your own driveway where you can park your car Isn't that a what a concept huh those are the things i used to pray for that god would give me my own wife <laughs> Not community property, but my own life. All right, I'm going to move over to one more reading. Thank you, God, for all the wonderful benefits you give us. You see, we can light up anything, work with any problem, any situation. Every problem, behind a problem, there's love if we apply it God's way. That's too hard, Fernando. Don't you know so-and-so done this to me, done that to that? Well, that's my experience, guys. I didn't do it right in the first time. I balk and squawk and complain, and I got more of the same. But God has, always has a stinging solution for us. If we're men and women, take the sting, take the punch, stand there, take the correction and the ridicule. Write it down. I just got, I just got uh, corrected and ridiculed by my doctor. And he says, you gained five pounds, man. You, I'm, you're not understanding me. You got to take your medicine. Because it just doesn't come in your head. And he really just tore into me like a dad, or even though I'm older than him. Hey Amen. So I had to replay that over and over and take that correction. And underneath my mask, I was smiling like that little... Uh, uh, weasel that I always been you know, I'm so, oh, trying to be a humble the hardest part is trying to be humble right <laughs> alright let's move on I'm going to read Proverbs 21 and then I'll let you I hope you have a great day and get ready for a wonderful weekend and expect remarkable things to happen that's part of our program folks that we get out of the way and God starts doing remarkable things for us it's in the program it's in the it's in the, I always said, if you memorize the promises, you'll get them. Isn't that the easiest thing to do? If you memorize the promises. It says, God will start doing for us remarkable things if we work for them. And things will start to materialize for us. Out of nowhere, they materialize. They just pop right in, in front of you. They materialize, folks. I talked with other guys. <clears throat> That's my experience. Sorry. You're too busy on CNN and YouTube and saying the program doesn't work. All right, Proverbs 21. Oh, this is in Spanish. You Got to switch it over to English. Here we go. The Lord controls the mind of a king as easy as he directs the course of a stream. Let me move over to uh, the Message Bible, which is cool, calm, and it talks about flying off the handle. It says, God examines our motives. Proverbs 21, the Message Bible. It says, good, good leadership is a channel of water controlled by God. He directs it to wherever ends he chooses. Again, good, good leadership is a channel of water controlled by God. He directs it to whatever ends he chooses. We justify our actions by appearances. God examines our motives. Clean living before God and justice with our neighbors means far more to God than religious performance. That's a tough one, huh? Took me a while to get a hold of that one. Arrogance and pride distinguishes marks in the wicked are just plain sin. Arrogance and pride. Oop, commercial. Excuse me. Arrogance and pride. Arrogance and pride. Careful planning puts you ahead in the long run. Hurry and scurry puts you further behind. Careful planning, folks. Make it the top, make it to the top by lying and cheating, get paid with smoke and a promotion to death. Woo. The wicked get buried alive by their loot because they refuse to use it to help others. Wow. Mixed motives twist lives into tangles. Pure motives takes you straight down the road. Do your best. Prepare for the worst. Better to live alone in a tumble on shack than share a mansion with a nagging spouse. Wicked souls love to make trouble. They feel nothing for friends and neighbors. Wicked souls. Simpletons only learn the hard way, but the wise learn by listening. That's what we're trying to do, folks. Learn by listening. A God loyal person will see right through the wicked and undo the evil they planned. If you stop your ears to the cries of the poor, your cries will go unheard, unanswered. A quietly giving gift soothes an irritable person. A heartfelt present cools a hot temper. Good people celebrate when justice triumphs, but for the workers of evil is a bad day. Whoever wanders off the straight and narrow ends up in a congregation of ghosts. Congregation of ghosts. You're addicted to thrills? What an empty life. The pursuit of pleasure is never satisfied. You're addicted to thrills. YouTube. What an empty life. The pursuit of pleasure is never satisfied. What a bad person plots against the good? Boomerangs. The plotter gets gets it in the end. Better to live in a tent in the wild than with a cross and petulant spouse. Valuables are safe in a wise person's home. Fools put it all out for yard sales. Whoever goes hunting for what is right and kind finds life itself, glorious life. One sage enters a whole city of armed soldiers, their trusted defenses fall to pieces. Let's go back. Whoever goes hunting for what is right and kind finds life itself glorious. Life. So if you go hunting for what is right, that's God, that's Jesus, and if you go hunting for or even uh, good orderly thinking, good orderly principles. And be kind, you'll find life itself, a glorious life. Laughter, sufficiency, adventure, health, um, helping others. Watch your words and hold your tongue, you'll save yourself a lot of grief. Watch your words and hold your tongue, you'll save yourself a lot of grief. You know their names, brash, impudent, blasphemer, Intemperate hotheads, everyone. Lazy people finally die of hunger because they won't get up and go to work. Sinners are always wanting what they don't have. The God loyal are always giving what they do have. Religious performance by the wicked stinks. It's even worse when they use it to get ahead. A lying witness is unconvincing. A person who speaks truth is respected. Unscrupulous people fake it a lot. Honest people are sure of their steps. Nothing clever, nothing conceived, nothing contrived can get the better of God. Nothing clever, nothing conceived, nothing contrived can get the better of God. You know, a lot of us, including myself, figured out how we can understand the future and ask God and be the top dog. And the top dog just went tumbling down the hill. It's better to eat the cookies, be of service, high-five the newcomer, make the coffee for the meeting, and laugh and enjoy people. And then God will lead you. One day, at a, one day at a time. Trying to be clever. Do your best, prepare for the worst, then trust God to bring victory. Do your best, prepare for the worst, that, then trust God to bring your victory. There is a book written that I recommend. It's called, a couple of books I recommend. One of them is called, All You Can Do is All You Can Do by Art Williams. And with that one, it gave me a lot of faith to do the best I can. And then God takes over in a situation. And then the other book is The Steps We Took by um, Joe McHugh. The Steps We Took. Incredible book. My sponsor had me read it in Sacramento. And it was it's awesome. All right, let's Go home now. God bless you. Let's go ahead and pray. Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working. (music) Greetings. We have some quotes here that let us consider people that come up with life's quotes. The first quote is give Them heaven by Fernando Commando, yours truly. Give Them heaven. Our next quote is by an Arabian proverb that says, Do not cut down the tree that gives you shade. All oh, I'll remember that one. I woke up under a tree drunk. I came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. Step two. That's a quote. Persian proverb says, Go and wake up your luck. Persian proverb. Lawrence Peter said, An alcoholic spends his life committing suicide on the installment plan. Isn't that true? A bumper sticker says, There is no key, only your key. I made that up. I read it wrong. It says there is no they, only us. I like my I like my version. There is no key, only my key given to me by a higher power. They are able because they think they are able by Virgil. If we think we're able, and that's what the 12-step program does for me, folks. It allowed me to think I was able. And, and then the formula was, the believing formula was in the groups. All things were possible inside the group because there was a higher power and a truth. We all surrender to the prayers. And God steps in the midst of us. They are able because they think they are able. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. One forgives to the degree that one loves. One forgives to the degree that one loves. Wow! By La Rochefoucauld, some kind of French name, La Rochefoucauld. It's amazing how the French language was comprised. It's supposed to be a. And from the tree of Latin, where it came from. Okay, Swedish proverb. The best place to find a helping hand is at the end of your own arm. (laughs) The best place to find a helping hand is at the end of my arm. Oh, there it is. That's what I've been praying for. It's right in front of me. Duh. Bertrand Russell said... Few people can be happy unless they hate some other person, nation, or creed. Fe- few people can be happy unless they hate some other person, nation, or creed. Bertrand Russell. Isn't that the truth, huh? Somebody has to always be hating somebody, something, knocking something. But not, don't look this way. Don't look at me. Look otherwise, otherwise. I don't have time to fix this, so I'm tearing up yours. Dear Lord Isaac Rubin said, Sex, like all else between human beings, is never perfect. Ain't that the truth? Sex, like all else between human beings, is never perfect. Isn't that amazing? We always try to beat our heads up trying to make it perfect. January twenty second. Oh, excuse me. That's not a quote. That's tomorrow. <laughs> Go often to the house of your friend, for weeds soon choke up the unused path. Scandinavian proverb it says, "Go often to the house of your friend, for weeds soon choke up the unused path." Isn't that amazing. The other proverb says, "Don't visit your friend too often." Or you'll be uh, smelly like fish. I made that one up. Yeah, the Bible says, um, don't visit your friend too often or you'll you'll mess up your welcome. Even once a week, unless it's productive, you know. Wendell Phillips, what is defeat? nothing but the first step to something better i love that when what is surrender to us nothing but the first step to something better. surrender is the end. we finish this project let's start another project and that's what life is all about you know it seems like we get bored with situations if we read it over and over again that's why um We need other avenues, so some of you 12-steppers ought to think about joining Al-Anon, joining the uh, Overeaters Anonymous, NA, you know, and just mix it around a little bit. It's for your imagination, unless you're reading, unless you're reading good novels and good books. Variety is the spice of life, folks. Let's not get bored with our program. Our next quote is by Cloudy McKay. Cloud? Cloud? Service a beautiful word fallen upon bad days. Service a beautiful word fallen upon bad days. That's Bill W. Get us out of the funk of wanting to drink. Go work with another alcoholic. Go work with another person. Thomas Fuller said study sickness when you are well. Study sickness when you are well. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? We always study sickness when we're hurting. John Hersey, Hersey said, The reality is that changes are coming. They must come. You must share in bringing them. The reality is that changes are coming. They must come. You must share in bringing them. I have my bags packed, I have my, I have my international passport ready, I got it. I'm ready to go, just give me a destination. Agnes Allen said, when all else fails, read the instructions. When all else fails, read the instructions. I remember one time when I, I was 19 years old and I'm putting together a baby crib and we're drinking beer, smoking joints, and my my good buddy was there, Stick, and uh, he was, and we were just scratching the, and I had enough sense to stop and go sit down, uh, and just shoot the breeze, because we were both just we ain't gonna get anything done smoking joints and drinking beer. I couldn't even read the instructions. And I, I had to read the instructions to put that baby crib together. At 19, folks. I remember picking that baby boy up and lifting it up to the air and dedicating it to God. And I was scare stiff. He didn't come with instructions. <clears throat> she was scared stiff. Got a life here. Boy, didn't come with instructions. we just stare at it for hours on the crib. What do you want to do with that you know just rocks and changes your whole life and <clears throat> today that young man like my other sons they're they all a different flavor so if you're a young couple i said bring six into the world they're all different they all have different loves and a little different enthusiasm it's just a joy to have so many kids wish i would have had more and the deeds fulfill the fifth bill they gave me grandkids, so. Okay, Eric Hoffer said, "Fair play is primarily not blaming others for anything that is wrong with us. Fair play is primarily not blaming others for anything that is wrong with us." Eric Hoffer. Ain't that the truth? Albert Camus said. I shall tell you a great secret, my friend. Do not wait for the last judgment. It takes place every day. Ooh, hit you under the gut. Do not wait for the last judgment. It takes place every day. I heard that there's a council that's watching our steps, our words, and everything, and you know, And the council is balanced with mercy, with actions, with intentions. The council is balanced with, uh, you know, just with a lot of justice. They, they, they uh, perform, they probably give us performance. If they see us, like we said earlier, all you can do is all you can do. And then the council sees you, and then it releases that intended thing. I believe is our actions that makes the difference. Sometimes we have already qualified for a lot of things through our actions, and uh, it's just our we need to up our gratitude. And then the the good things, the luckier we get, the more miracles start coming to pass, one right after another. Okay, moving on. Got to finish this. If you play with a thing long enough, you will surely break it. Uh Uh-oh. Anonymous. Oh, that's what happened to me. (laughs) If you play with a thing long enough, you will surely break it. Uh Uh-oh. Malcolm X said, The junkie can never start to cure himself until he recognizes his true condition. Recognize the true condition, be in reality, come to, what they call it, paradigm shift. Amen. Eleanor Roosevelt said, remember always that you have not only the right to be an individual, you have an obligation to be one. Be your own character, have fun folks. Enjoy life. We're always trying to better ourselves. Then I have time to go up to the mountains and enjoy a day. I like the story I heard about. Uh, if you get a chance, take a look at um, a guy named Don Butner. B E U T T E N R. N N E R. Butner. Uh, Blue Zones. And he does a, a podcast with a guy named. Uh, Rich Rolls, R-O-L-L-S. And the interview is just amazing. Uh, you'll enjoy it. Um, in it, he says something. I forgot what he said. <laughs> uh, talking about, oh, he was talking about uh, the, the long, one of the longest people living on, on the planet. They, t- they knock off Friday night and and Saturday morning, they do their worship and praising God, and then they go out and enjoy the natural world, like take a, a lunch out in the forest or whatever, to the beach, and enjoy enjoy creation and stop everything, all the texting, all the turmoil, all the entertainment, and ground yourself with Mother Earth. And then there's another movie called Grounding. Take a look at that. I'm actually grounded right now, too. In other words, all the electrical magnetic frequencies are not on in my body, my antenna body. Okay, Ralph E. Rose said, If there's a harder way of doing something, someone will find it. If there's a harder way of doing something, someone will find it. Winston Churchill said, I'm always ready to learn, although I do not always like being taught. Will Rogers said, everything is funny as long as it happens to someone else. (laughs) That's so true. Bill W. said, believe more deeply. Hold your face up to the light, even though for the moment you do not see. Bill W. That is beautiful. That's what happened to me in my first... Two things come to mind on that one. My first year of AA, all the guys in the program were looking up to something in the air. They were holding their face to the to the light. And I didn't see anything, but I acted. I went up there and I acted like I saw something in the light. And I started to believe more deeply. And then, boom, I saw it. Folks, I saw God looking back at me. This giant eye was always keeping an eye on me. I said, my God, what a big eye you got, God. No, I just sensed that uh, I, I saw something. I believed. That's the point I'm making. I did not believe. Alcohol had taken my believer away. And AA restored my believer. You know, believing is such a... You know, it it leaves us when we judge others, when we criticize, condemn, and complain. Believing leaves us. Faith leaves us. Hope leaves us. Come on now. The other point that Bill's making here is truth. Truth written down in the the 12 steps or 12 traditions. Truth. If we stare at the truth, contemplate, think about it, write it over and over and try to get gold out of a, a principle, say, for instance, honesty or good orderly direction, you write that over and over again, go deep into your subconscious mind. You're, I'm holding my face to the light of these words and the lights are going are gonna to forever change me. That's why people uh, memorize the scripture. They memorize the word of God. They they light up and they do something to us. Those words, those molecules and those words jump out of the page and become part of us. And the problem is that we have to go in there. That's what the fourth and fifth step is all about. Going in there and dismantling old words that we got in there through uh, wickedness and evil and wrong living and wrong observations of movies and people and hanging around wicked people we got to go inside our makeup and with with good words and clean our souls that's my take on it folks just giving you a little inside views of what i noticed E.W. Howell said, A good scare is worth more to a man than good advice. A good scare. A good scare is worth more to a man than good advice. So, God's going to have to scare you. Us. Scare us. We. First step of the 12 steps. We. We. Enjoy the steps. Chinese proverb says, "The journey of a thousand miles began with a single step. I use that a lot when I'm talking to newcomers. Abraham Joshua Herschel said, He who is swift to believe is swift to forget. He is swift to believe is swift to forget. And an unknown person said. Never play leapfrog with a unicorn. All right, we'll go ahead and and stop there with a laugh. Thank you so much for coming in and quoting some quotes, and we'll do some more. Take care. Quotes for January. I love you. God bless you. Good morning, Fernando Alcoholic, Up and Adam. January the 20th, we'll be reading today from the little 24-hour book. In AA, we're all through with lying, hangovers, remorse, and wasting money. Let's go ahead and pray. Let's pray, people. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can And the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Welcome, welcome. Uh, Remarkable things will happen today. Uh, We bless our enemies with the three pillars. We bless our enemies with health, prosperity, and happiness. But before we do that, we bless ourselves with health, prosperity, and happiness. We certainly can't give something away, what we don't have or experiencing. When you're experiencing a good movie or a good restaurant or a good book or a good music or vacation, we certainly want to convey that. And it's the same principle here. So we pray for ourselves for health. We pray for ourselves for prosperity. And we pray for ourselves for happiness. So I bid you... I command you to be healthy just for the day. I command you to be prosperous just for the day. Yes, I'm talking to you, and I'm commanding you to be happy. Let your happiness be for the day. Amen. You'd be surprised how these words carry with you throughout the day. They seem to uh, address you, uh, uniform you, uh, and these words just go with us constantly, you know that we're aware of the armor that we put on this morning throughout the day. So, bless you, family. All right, Daily Reflections uh, will be after the uh, 24-hour book. It says, in AA, we're all through with lying, hangovers, remorse, and wasting money. When we were drinking, we were only half alive. Now that we're trying to live decent, honest, unselfish lives, we're really alive. Life has a new meaning for us so that we can really enjoy it. We feel that we were some use in the world. We're on the right side of the fence instead of the wrong side. We can look at the world in the face instead of hiding in alleys. We can come into AA to get sober and if we stay long enough, we learn a new way of living. Am I convinced that no matter how much fun I got out of drinking, that life never was as good as life I can build in AA? The life I can build in AA. And that's true for millions of us. Everything's better without a drink, I believe. Meditation for the day. I want to be at one with the divine spirit of the universe. I will set my deepest affection on things spiritual, not on things material. As we think, so we are. So I will think of and desire that which will help not hinder my spiritual growth. I will try to be at one with God. No human aspiration can reach higher than this. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may think love, and love will surround me. I pray that I may think health, and help will come to me. Amen. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. I'd say to you, judge everything with gratitude. That's the word for today. Judge everything with gratitude. The people may not see what they're supposed to be grateful for, but judge them with gratitude anyway. All right, moving right along. Next, next book. It's a cowbell here. I'm trying to distinguish between one book to another. Our next book coming up is We Pause and Ask, Daily Reflections. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 87. Man, that's the mother load right there. That statement hits it out of the park, man. We got to be grateful we have a library that's a thousand times smarter than we are. If we can learn and skillful to to have like Benjamin Franklin, he had a prayer that he stopped, he asked, he was doubtful, he would say, Bountiful Father, Merciful Guide, Powerful Goodness, dictate to me my truest action and strengthen my resolutions to perform what that action dictates and accept my kind services to your other children as the only way to pay back for your continual favors to me. Amen. That was a prayer from a scientist who knew that all the ideas were coming from um, a merciful, kind father And that's on his biography, folks. Okay, let's do this again. Let me uh, try and stick to the topic. Daily Reflections of Alcoholics Anonymous. We pause and ask. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. AA, page 87, big book. Today, I humbly ask my higher power for the grace to find the space between my impulse and my actions. To let flow a cooling breeze when I would respond with heat. To interrupt fierceness with gentle peace. To accept the moment which allows judgment to become discernment. To defer to silence when my tongue would rush to attack or defend. I promise to watch for every opportunity to turn toward my higher power for guidance. I know where this power is. It resides within me. As clear as a mountain brook, hidden in the hills, It is the unsuspected inner resources. I thank my higher power for this world world of light and truth I see when I allow it to direct my vision. I trust it today and hope it trusts me to make all effort to find the right thought or action today. Amen. Yeah, I don't have anything to say about that. It's all self-explanatory. I think I said enough. Let's go ahead and pray out with the third step prayer, please. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. All right. Gratitude. God blessings. Thank you for coming in today's podcast. Have a wonderful day. Today, the 20th of January. Welcome to today's service of Daily Reflections for January the 23rd. Let's go ahead and open it with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Getting involved. There is action and more action. Fate without works is dead. To be helpful is our only aim. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 8889. I understand that service is a vital part of recovery, but I often wonder, what can I do? Simply start with what I have today. I look around to see where there is a need. Are the ashtrays full? Do I have hands and feet to empty them? suddenly i'm involved the best speaker may make the worst coffee the member who's the best with newcomers may be unable to read the one willing to clean up may make a mess of the bank account yet every one of these people and jobs is essential to the an active group the miracle of service is this when i use what i have i find there is more available to me than i realized before i'm fernando alcoholic. We had a, a new guy come in yesterday. The winds were very high at the, our meeting at the park. Extremely high, branches falling all over the place. The Friday night meeting, the speaker meeting. And then the 9 a.m. morning meeting at the park. The beauty is is that uh, me and one other fellow showed up. I was the coffee man and he was running the meeting and we both showed up. And we wondered if we had any sense. Nobody else was showing up and then a guy from far away started walking towards us and I said well it looks like so-and-so looks like so-and-so he was a brand new man executive he said he got pulled over as soon as he pulled out of the bar and uh he had 1.8 or something and uh, they're taking it seriously his first offense make a long story short uh I said, you got to do something for the group, you got to be of service so we can give you some kind of character reference letter, you, you got to get involved. So when you at least you have some kind of a little uh, a report card that you can take back to the DA and the judge and so forth, you know, kind of like a, a character letter. So I told them, I said, you know, coffee would be too much for you, you only have two days. But he actually had 20 days, he stopped drinking on January 1st, I guess when the incident happened. Then drinking most of his life, but I suggested that he wipe down the tables with a, with a brush. You know, one of those black brushes that just sweep the tables and get them cleaned up. So before we start our group, get the dust off of it. He jumped at the idea. I said, keep coming and, and make yourself available and, do what you can, and we'll see what happens just in, the, in a month or so. And yeah, he was uh, for doing service work for the meeting. So we'll see tomorrow if he shows up. And he'll have three days in the group and about 22 days of not drinking. So it's, it's a charm. It's a beauty. I think it was a God shot that God sent us a brand new guy for new blood a brand new person has never been to a whatsoever hasn't tried sobriety at all in his life and was was a shot in the arm for us we did a, a meeting we went through the whole thing the guy liked my coffee i have the best coffee in all the world we have the best literature in all the world the uh we did the uh full word the prefix and all the little writing enough to confuse a new guy and he hung in there in the readings right straight out of the big book and then we shared Um, so it went well and we also had the best uh, members in our group in the whole wide world the best members you know if you're there It is the best in the whole wide world. Wherever we're at, it is the best in the whole wide world. Reading from the 24-Hour Little Book says, Alcoholics are people whose drinking got them into a blind alley. They haven't been able to learn anything from their drinking experience. They are always making the same mistakes over and over and suffering the same consequences. They refuse to admit they're alcoholic. They still think they can handle this stuff. They won't swallow their pride and admit that they're different from ordinary drinkers. They won't face the fact that they must spend the rest of their lives without liquor. They can't visualize life without ever taking a drink. Am I out of this blind alley? Meditation for the day. I believe that God has all power. It is his, his to give And his to withhold, but he will not withhold it from the person who dwells near him, because then it passes insensibly from God to that person. It is breathed in by the person who lives in God's presence. I will learn to live in God's presence, and then I will have those things which I desire of him. Strength, power, and joy. God's power is available to all who need it and are willing to accept it. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may get myself out of the way so that God's power may flow in. I pray that I may surrender myself to that power. Amen. Good stuff. And with that, I'm going to read us a Proverbs 23 from King Solomon. His take on the view. He says... While dining with a ruler, pay attention to what is put before you. If you're a big eater, put a knife to your throat. Don't desire all the delicacies, for he might be trying to trick you. Don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. In the blink of an eye, wealth disappears, for it will sprout wings and fly away like an eagle. Don't eat with people who are stingy. Don't desire their delicacies. They are always thinking about how much it costs. Eat and drink, they say, but they don't mean it. You will throw up what little you've eaten and your compliments will be wasted. Don't waste your breath on fools, for they will despise the wisest advice. Don't cheat your neighbor by moving the ancient boundary markers. Don't take the land of defenseless orphans. For their Redeemer is strong. He himself will bring their charges against you. Commit yourself to instruction. Listen carefully to words of knowledge. Don't fail to discipline your children. The rod of punishment won't kill them. Physical discipline may well save them from eternal death. My child, if your heart is wise, my own heart will rejoice. Everything in me in me, will celebrate when you speak what is right. Don't envy sinners, but always continue to fear the Lord. You will be rewarded for this. Your hope will not be disappointed. My child, listen and be wise. Keep your heart on the right course. Do not carouse with drunkards or feast with gluttons, for they are on their way to poverty. And too much sleep, clothe them in rags. Too much sleep. Listen to your father who gave you life and don't despise your mother when she is old. Get the truth, never sell it. Also get wisdom, discipline, and good judgment. The father of of godly children has cause for joy. What a pleasure to have children who are wise. So give your father and mother joy. May she who gave you birth be happy. Oh, my son, give me your heart. May your eyes take delight in following my ways. A prostitute is a dangerous trap. A promiscuous woman is as dangerous as falling into a narrow well. She hides and waits like a robber, eager to make more men unfaithful. Who has anguish? Who has sorrow? Who is always fighting? Who is always complaining? Who has unnecessary bruises? Who has bloodshot eyes? It is the one who spends long hours in the taverns trying out new drinks. Don't gaze at the wine, seeing how red it is, how it sparkles in the cup, how smoothly it goes down, for in the end it bites like a poison snake, it stings like a viper, and you will see hallucinations, and you will say crazy things, you will stagger like a sailor tossed at sea, clinging to a swaying mast. And you will say, they hit me, but I didn't feel it. I didn't even know it when they beat me up. When will I wake up so I can look for another drink? Amen. And today, there's going to be a treat. We're going to read Psalm 23 because it's the 23rd. Now, this is the dad of King Solomon, King David. And he was a shepherd boy. And out there, he practiced how to how to do a, a swing, a, a sling. Put a rock in a sling. You got two leather, uh, in, straps into a parch. A round leather cut with holes. We used to make them as kids, and we we did that. We would throw the rock. We would play, a lot with slings. We would make our own toys out of uh, rubber tires. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside the peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to His name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, family, for coming in. May God continue to bless us in this program. We are not mistaken. We are understanding the AA Big Book. Easy does it. There is strength in numbers, and we dissect and study the book. That's what we do all around the world. A couple of million strong of us, the Army of Recovery, and more with all our fellow 12-step groups. Who knows? 15, 20 million strong. All right, let's go ahead and pray the Our Father, please. My choice of prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power of and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working. Good day, family. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Fernando. I am an alcoholic. Let us go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. The fellowship is comprised of men and women who had enough, who said enough is enough. This life is not a veil of tears, of one tragedy moving into another one. We do have a God, and the God of our childhood, <clears throat> AA, urges us to go back and get a hold of him and get fate working. There's a couple of readings today. First, I'm going to read the 23rd and then the 24th for its significance. Okay. 23rd says, having fun yet. We aren't a glum lot. If newcomers could see no joy or fun in our existence, they wouldn't want it. We absolutely insist on enjoying life. We try not to indulge in cynicism over the state of the nations nor we carry the world's troubles on our shoulders. Alcoholic Namaths, page 132. When my own house is in order, I find the different parts of my life are more manageable. Stripped from the guilt and remorse that cloak my drinking years, I am free to assume my proper role in the universe. But this condition requires maintenance. Did you hear me? That condition requires maintenance. I should stop and ask myself, Am I having fun yet? Let's go ahead and say that. Am I having fun yet? If I find the answer on that question difficult or painful, perhaps I'm taking myself too seriously and finding it difficult to admit that I strayed from my practice of working the program to keep my house in order. I think the pain I experience is one way my higher power has to get my attention, coaxes me to take stock of my performance. The slight time and effort it takes to work the program. A spot check inventory, for example, or the making of amends, whatever is appropriate, are self-worth the effort. I'm Fernando alcoholic. A couple of things come in mind. Keeping a journal of and being impressed by reading 20 minutes before I go to sleep. 20 minutes when I get up of uh, the AA Big Book Stories. It's wonderful to have ammunition for... Food for thought, for the day, for our intellect, for our our enthusiasm and our joy. You know, the reeling of the mind needs words, and we've been starving it. So, this information requires effort for, on our part. And the other thing is, uh, do fun things. When you go for a walk, I'm going to go for a walk right now in a few minutes, I'm going to do a fun walk. I don't know how. It's still dark out there. But I'm going to have fun. I choose to have fun. And that basically requires start moving. my. See, my toes are already moving. They know what the general anesthesia is. They start moving because I start counting them. And I'm grateful that my toes are not bleeding, broken, or, or smashed. I remember once I got a semi, the tire stuck on my boot. I pulled the kingpin on the trailer and the three axle tractor moved forward. And the only thing that stopped it was my foot underneath the tire. I put my foot in there to pull the kingpin. I had forgotten to put the brakes on or put it in gear. (laughs) Don't you know, I had drank the night before I was running on adrenaline of the night before drinking. So I'm there stuck. I got my toe stuck on the tractor trailer. There's no one around except, and it is painful, except a mother's truck unloading cookies. We're in back of a a grocery store and I'm dropping trailers, switching trailers. And I and I looked over there, and I I wanted to bite the tire. That's how much pain there is. You wanted to bite the tire, man. The tire. Ah. And I thank God. Anyway, I called the guy. I thank God. I don't think I thank God at that time. <laughs> I called him, but he didn't pay attention to me. And then with my bar voice, I said, "You come here now!" And he just locked into subconscious. Uh, Obedience stood up. He looked like Bill Gates, and he walked over here and he stood right in front of me, like if he was a robot. I said, "Get in the truck now." And he got on the truck. I said, "Put the gear up to your foot. Put the clutch in. Move it in. Turn the truck on. Pull the gear over to your to thing and push it forward." And and the truck stopped, he didn't do it. So I go, turn it back again, put the clutch in, push the button in, boom, and put the gear towards your towards your thigh and then push it forward. That was reversed. And boom, he popped the clutch again, but it was enough to move backwards. And, and I got my foot out. And I started walking around in circles and I said, a Merry Christmas, hey, I'm gonna send you a Christmas card. I'm gonna send you a Christmas card. It was sometime in June. And then the guy got off and he stood there like a robot again, looking at me like Bill Gates. And he says, Gee, I didn't know you had your foot stuck in there. Isn't that remarkable? What humbleness and humility was. Um, I thank God I had a steel toe, but it's still the rubber just went over that steel toe and it saved my toes, folks. You know, I have always bought steel toes when I was out there, they're heavy you know but you can kick tires and stuff you can break pellets up when they get stuck you know it's like a hammer on your feet and thank god that day and i always wondered why i bought steel toes so it's no different from here folks this is our steel toe against the onslaught of the drink and the enemy and life itself and i thank god my my mother and I buy Mother's cookies when I go to the uh, to the AA meetings. I patronage Mother's cookies because they were obedient and saved my toes. Anyway, the cute little cookies, they're little colorful little animal cookies. With anyway, our next reading is getting involved. Alcoholic Anonymous page eighty-eight and eighty-nine says. There is action and more action. Fate without works is dead. To be helpful is our only aim. There is action and more action. I understand that service is a vital part of recovery, but I often wonder what can I do? Simply start with what I have today. I look around to see where there is a need. Are the ashtrays full? Do I have hands and feet to empty them? Suddenly, I'm involved. The best speaker may make the worst coffee. The member who's best with newcomers may be unable to read. The one willing to clean up may make a mess of the bank account. Yet, every one of these people and jobs is essential to an active group. The miracle of service is this. When I use what I have, I find there is more valuable to me than I realized before. Amen. I'm Fernando. I'm in recovery. Folks, common sense. You know, if you see something, a newcomer or something, or you need to stand up for a newcomer and get an excessive eccentric pill-taking individual away from the newcomer, do so. Have the balls to go out there and say, hey, this guy just talked too much. I don't agree with this guy. Uh, Whatever you do, tell the newcomer right in front of the other guy, hey, uh, this guy will talk your ear off. They usually don't come back when someone excessively uh talks to them about politics in the meeting or whatever and to, so the best thing to do is to is to get involved. This is a group session. I actually tell the newcomer I said we're gonna try and put a lot in your plate and only take and be truthful in what you can handle. If we're putting too much information on your plate, let us know because we are excessive and I fall in the same category. I'll talk excessively at a newcomer. So I'm probably the judgmental one to blame too. Amen. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, I want to read a little bit about, of course, our King, King Solomon and his view at life. Because this is for business, folks. For any of us that are in business up here. This stuff is valuable. It helped me when I was in uh, real estate, stocks, insurance. I was thinking it was the big big man. Oh man, I got to change translations here. Hang on. There it is, Proverbs 24. Do not envy the wicked, nor desire to be with them, For their minds devise violence and their lips talk of mischief. Do not envy the wicked nor desire to be with them. For their minds devise violence and their lips talk of mischief. In other words, don't think that a cool guy drinking is cool and you you want to be with him to be like him. For they talk... They degrade women, they talk of violence, and they're always talking mischief. Number three, by wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Amen. Wise warriors are mightier than strong ones, and those who have knowledge than those who have strength. Wise warriors are mightier than strong ones, the wise ones, and those who have knowledge than those who have strength. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. That's who we are, folks. We are wise warriors. Enough is enough is our attitude. We're going to go for the, for the gusto, for what works. Honoring God, high-flying our fellow man, and being of service, and having a good attitude and giving them the benefit of the doubt because they too are vulnerable to temptation and error like we all are that's why we need love <laughs> letting go let god and love the person and you'll win a friend for life wise warriors are mightier than strong ones and those who have knowledge than those who have strength for by wise guidance you can wage your war and in abundance of counselors there is victory. There's AA folks, but, but by wise AA guidance, twelve step guidance, NA FA, MA UA For by WISE guidance you can wage your war and in abundance of counselors there is victory. I was informed in the beginning in Tracy, California to read the big book and all my problems will be solved. I said, How in the world can a F and Book resolve my problems. And they were right. They were giving me counsel. All I needed was to think. And reading the book, the stories, had helped me to think. So please read 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night if you're not in the habit of reading. Wisdom or wisdom is too high for fools. In the gate, they do not open their mouths. Wisdom is too high for fools. So what's the fruit of reading, the effort? Wisdom will become our friend, and we will stop digging the hole. Whoever plans to do evil will be called a mischief maker. The devising of folly is sin, and the scoffer is an abomination to all. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength, being small, if you hold back from rescuing those taken away to death, those who go staggering to the slaughter, if you say, look, we did not know this, does not he who weighs the heart perceives it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay all according to their deeds? You know, the thought came to me, folks, is that that's being a secretary in a meeting, being uh, put the meaning on your shoulders and move it forward for one hour into the rescuing words of the 12 Steps program in anything. el rescuing those who are taken away to death. So, tattle tales of death is anxiety, misery, drunkenness, uh, excessive talking, uh, credit card spending. Those are all symptoms of a person that's that's dying. And we can save them, folks, very uh prudently, successfully, and God will bring them. If we built it, they'll come. My child, eat honey, for it is good, and the dripping of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Know that wisdom is such to your soul. If you find it, you will find a future. And your hope will now be cut off. My child, eat honey for it is good. And the dripping of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Okay, similar to that same thing with wisdom. Know that wisdom is as such to your soul. Your soul, your inner man, folks. Our soul needs wisdom, folks. Our soul doesn't need reruns of uh, of YouTube. Our soul needs wisdom, it needs words, it needs God's words, God's printed words of inspiration. It needs the 12-step program, folks. It needs to sink, to sink its teeth into good words. Not the same words you got in your playing the same tape over and over in my head. I need to get a new tape in there. Put a new tape for my soul. If you find it, you will find a future... And your hope will not be cut off. Man, what a promise, huh? What is the future? Happy, joyous, and free, folks. Do not lie in wait like an outlaw against the home of the righteous. Do not do no violence to the place where the righteous live. For though they may fall seven times, they will rise again. But the wicked are overthrown by calamity. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and do not let your heart be glad when they stumble, or else the Lord will see it and be displeased and turn away his anger from them. Do not fret because of evildoers. Do not envy the weak, weak, wicked, for the evil have no future. The lamp of the wicked will go out. My child, fear the Lord and the king, and do not disobey either of them. For disaster comes from them suddenly, and who knows, the ruin that both can bring. Whoa. They say that we are being watched by a council in heaven. You know where the, uh, the scripture says, Jesus says, you'll be in danger of hellfire if you say Raka to your... And that's calling a, a partner a fool. Hey, fool, fool. It says, disaster comes to them suddenly, and who knows the ruin that both can bring. So the counsel is, they're watching us, and those words are going to come and indict us, you know. These are also saved for the wise. Partiality in judging is not good, taking sides. Whoever says to the wicked, you are innocent, will be cursed by peoples, abhorred by nations. But those who rebuke the wicked will have a delight. Just be honest with them. Say, hey, this thing says that and you say this. So which is the truth? Uh, stand up for honesty. Just honest. Explain honesty. You don't have to, re, you know, and the honest words will rebuke the wicked. And a good blessing will come upon them. But those who rebuke the wicked will have delight and a good blessing will come upon them. One who gives an an honest answer gives a kiss on the lips. Prepare your work outside. Get everything ready for you in the field. And after that, build your house. In other words, young man, get your career in order that you can raise a family and get a home. Get your career in order before you start making payments on a hot rod car and burn yourself out public transportation just get your career first you know it's amazing the uh, poindexters or the or the geeks or the bill gates that do this kind of thing that do the hard work in the beginning you know they can afford to buy the car they got the good looking wife they're taking places all over the place they got their house paid for they got everything in place because all they did, they put five years into their career, you know and carefully uh, with no borrowing at all, got everything in their fuel ready. they built their house. now 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 we're, now we're uh, we are saying, out oh, those guys, you know they've done something wrong, huh? but they put all the work hard first. they paid attention, they obeyed folks. Let's leave them alone. Do not be a witness against your neighbor without a cause, and do not deceive with your lips. Deceive with your lips. Say one thing and say another thing. You're deceiving with your lips. Do not say, I will do to others as they have done to me. Some people think that others are judging them, and then they will do judge them back or do something to them for the way they think they're thinking about them. Not everybody thinks the way we're thinking. I will pay them back for what they have done. Boy, this is a lot longer than I planned. I planned a five-minute podcast, and here we are. I passed by the field of one who was lazy, by the vineyard of a stupid person. Uh-oh. And see, it was all grown with thorns. The ground was covered with nestles, and his stone walls were broken down. Then I saw and considered it. I looked and received instructions. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed warrior. Amen. Whew. Let's go ahead and finish off our reading. Thank you for coming to today's podcast. Uh, may you, I bless you with health, prosperity, and happiness. I bless your soul, not you. I bless the inner man inside of you. God bless you and thank you for being uh, right on the way God has made you. I pray for your health, your prosperity, and your happiness for the new man. Okay, let's go ahead and pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working.